Speaking of things that are looming, we've talked about this before in here. This Facebook metaverse, right? That's their new, their new uh, whatever you want to call it. That's their new launch. It's their new plan. It's their new platform. The metaverse, which, as far as I can tell, and hopefully we'll get some details on what it is, it's it's basically like a virtual world where you're a little computer animated guy, um, and you walk around and interact with people and do all these things you would do in real life, but you do it on a computer without actually leaving your home. Now, we've talked so much about Facebook and the disaster it has become, and you know we were just talking about vaccines. You don't think vaccines and and the division and the polarity and the fighting uh, is in, based in large part because of Facebook? Not entirely, of course, but they're a significant factor. Democracy, I mean, you name it, the list goes on. We can agree that Facebook has some very, very negative effects. So what about Metaverse? What's going to happen with this now? Let's see if we can find out. We're going to chat with Bree McEwen, who's an associate professor at the Institute of Communication, Culture, Information, and Technology at the University of Toronto. Bree, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Yes, thanks for having me. Okay, so first of all, this metaverse. I mean, I, I, as, my description is a virtual world. Do you have any more detail on exactly what, what that means? Like, what can you do in this metaverse? How expansive do we expect it to be? Do we even know yet? Okay, so the idea of a metaverse isn't exactly the same as we might think of as like a single platform or a single website online. So we, more we want to think about um, the idea of the connectivity of the of the internet in general, and then you need some sort of hardware to access that connectivity. And then you have different kinds of platforms and applications and programs that are within the headset environment um, that you need to be able to do various communication tasks, right? Like be social, uh, go to work meetings. I've taught classes in virtual reality, entertainment options. And so when we think about that in terms of the Internet as we have it today, there's a lot of different companies and governments and processes involved, right? Like you have Bell or Rogers for the Internet. You've got your computer. You've got different applications. The Facebook idea of a metaverse is that all of that for virtual reality would be owned by a single company, right? would be owned by Facebook. Okay, now. We take a look at what we know about Facebook now, based on their original mm-hmm. platform. The concern, obviously, would be that a lot of the problems that we've identified with Facebook would transfer over to Metaverse, right? Is that part of the concern? Well, I think that is part of the concern. We're going to have very different affordances in virtual reality than we would in a in a social network site. So I'm less concerned about ideas like uh, the polarization of information that we see on social network sites um, or some of the issues that we get with anonymity in particular websites, which Facebook is not an anonymous site at all. It has a different set of issues. Um, And more concerned about what does it mean that a single company would own that? Um, What kinds of privacy issues are there? What kinds of surveillance issues are there? If all of that data in, in a virtual reality setting is just funneled into sort of one spot, um, so I think I think there are different concerns, um, but it is concerning that a company who hasn't maybe done the best right. job with the issues that we have now might be the one in charge of that future. Yeah, I mean, there's more than enough reason to sort of sit back and say, you know what, um, the first time around this didn't go so well. But that's the discussion. We're, we're in a different position because I think when Facebook emerged originally, it was, oh, isn't this neat? Isn't this fun? We can chat with grandma and grandpa. You know, but we didn't foresee 
where ultimately it would end up, what it would become, right? And now we're at a position where we're at the beginning. So we're in a different situation and maybe we can learn from our mistakes in the past. Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly what we can do. Um, yeah, when when Facebook came out, right, it wasn't the only social network site. I mean, some of us are old enough to remember MySpace or Six Degrees or Friendster or LiveJournal, right? Mm. Um, there was a lot of different competition in the space. And then there was also, there were folks ringing alarm bells, right, about privacy, about surveillance, about data collection, about some of the social interaction concerns that we might have. But a lot of the answer that we got from media or government or regulators, right, was, well, just don't don't use it if you don't want to have those issues. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a silly social media fad, right? And here we are 15 <laughs> years later, right, with Facebook. And it's really, really tightly intertwined into our daily lives. Um, and I think we forgot at the beginning of the conversation with social network sites that there are a lot of great social functions that social media facilitates. Yes. And, of course, people are going to want to take advantage of those. And, of course, they're going to want to be connected to this network. And so social network sites are, can be really powerful, right? Um, and I think that the ability to traverse geography that virtual reality is going to allow and the ability to have uh, meetings with more social presence, um, social interactions with more social presence, I think that's going to be a very powerful drive too to have people engage in virtual reality spaces, if we want to call it the metaverse, to join the metaverse. But we do have the opportunity now to look at the, the landscape of the industry and say, okay, what is the best way to set this up? Do we want a walled garden or do we want these things owned, you know, these different components owned by different parts of the infrastructure, right? This is an infrastructure question sure in some ways. Um, and how will that all play out to become this virtual social world that we might embark in in the future. Is that happening? I mean, are we saying, okay, wait a minute, we don't want to hand the keys of this metaverse over to Facebook because we know that has some inherent problems. Are, are we doing this work ahead of time or are we just going to wait and react like we always do? Uh, we might wait and react like we always do. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think there are, again, I guess now I'm one of the folks ringing the alarm bells. I think there are people... Um, on the academic side of things, who are saying, hey, there's an issue here. I think there's a, a place for some of the industry associations, like the RAR Association, to say, hey, wait, what kind of virtual world do we want? Um, but I, I think that it's just something we, we all need to think about very thoughtfully as the industry moves forward and not just hand over the keys to the kingdom to Facebook. They're going to be a major player in this space, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Um, but let's think about what makes the most sense for how people can access uh, this new, potentially very exciting communication channel. So here's the question. You and I spend a lot of time talking about these kinds of things. You study them. You know the risks yep. that are... Are you going to be in the metaverse? Is this something that you're going to do? I mean, we... Full disclosure, we have an Oculus headset in my house. Um, <laughs> I have taught classes uh, using an HTC product. Um, I've taught classes in virtual reality when I was at DePaul. I've taught a graduate class. I've had students give presentations. So, yeah, I'm actually really excited about this. I study social interaction um, through mediated channels. This, to me, is like the new mediated channel. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but, you know, I also have 
some some startup funds to purchase a lot of headsets for my new lab. I don't want to buy an Oculus headset because I don't want to have to require students to sign up to be in the Facebook environment. Really? I mean, it's like you say, it's so we can see so many positives with all of these things and we can see the negatives and it's really tough to reconcile them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always negotiating yeah, these yeah. as individual users of technology that we don't have full control over how the technology um, engages with us. Yeah. It's that, uh, it's the cost benefit analysis. Um, Bree, thank you so much for your time today. Great discussion. I appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me. That is Bree McEwen. Bree is an associate professor at the Institute of Communication, Culture, Information, and Technology at the University of Toronto.